This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence, your 803 Tea Time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville, Edwin Watts Golf, Truly Nolan and Critter Control, French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Come on. Come on. Let's go. 8.03, tea time. Backspin Golf from the Square Country Club on Main Street in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, I hope you've had a great weekend so far. We have a big day coming up on Sunday. We're going to find out, it's the la- obviously, the last event before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, and do I have to say how glad I am that that's here? We've been, you know, very carefully tracking this since, I don't know, October or something. They keep reminding us about it anyway. Uh, so we'll see what happens at the Wyndham and who's going to make the playoffs, and we have hopes for certain players. That's all I'll say. I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, but as always, I'm very excited about this show. Uh, our buddy Keith Stewart is going to start us off, and he is always fantastic. It's at Read the Line, uh, and nobody better than Keith when discussing uh, wagering on golf and the insane amount of, <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up talking about this, uh, the insane amount of wagering and things you can do and why Keith is the best at this because he is a PGA professional who the research he does is insane. He's great. Anyway, Keith will start us off. And then Justin Tereshko, the golf coach at Eastern Kentucky University, will join me, but he's way more than that. He just did something that only four people have done in the state of Kentucky in terms of golf, and this is a very, very good state in terms of amateur golf, and that is win the Kentucky Open and the Kentucky State Amateur in the same year. He just did it, and I can't wait to talk to him about this. And then finally, my buddy Dan Hauser of Golf Unfiltered will join me, and we are going to absolutely rant and rage about this ridiculous schedule that has just been released for the 2024 PGA Tour season and the absurdity that is going on, just like pretty much everywhere. I can't even talk, Sean. Everywhere in the world. All right, let's go. Let's get going. It's always a great pleasure when I get to speak with my pal, Keith Stewart. That's S-T-E-W-A-R-T. And you can follow him on, I will not say X. You can follow him on Twitter at KJ Stewart PGA. Uh, Not only, I love this, golf expert, it says in his bio. Well, duh. Yeah. At read the line. Uh, and he is just, he's a, a unique and very special guy to me. So I always love talking to him. Hello, Keith Stewart, PGA. Matt Lawrence, there's just nobody better to be with than you. So <laughs> thanks so much for that. And uh, yeah, the re- the rebrand of Twitter, X marks the spot. is yeah. about the, that's 
probably one of the most horrible decisions yeah. I've ever yeah. seen in my yeah. life. An incredibly bright branding management decision. Yeah. Anyway, all right, uh, enough of that. The only X's we care about are when you're playing in a golf tournament and you have a 12 on a hole that you don't want to count and you put an X through the on the scorecard. That's it. That's the only, I don't ever have to do that, but I know some people do. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. If you got time for a quick story, I'll give you oh, an yeah, X for, I got for time. last weekend. I got all time. Right. <laughs> so, you know, people are always they're like, oh, Keith, you know, all you ever talk about is winning at read the line and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's a bunch of rainbows and unicorns and everything yeah. happening. I said, well, hey, who, where were you this past Sunday at the 3M? So start of the week, I've got JT Poston. We're talking about him. Plus 5,000, 50 to 1. Okay, well, hold said, on. Wait, wait, hold it. Hold it. Stop right now. 30-second timeout. So we're going into the 3M. JT Poston is not a name that most people would think in a golf tournament. And he's a good player. He was here. He won the Barbasol. I mean, I saw saw him play. He's a nice guy. But JT Poston is not. This is why you're the best at what you do. How did JT Poston? Really? I mean, don't get confused with any other JTs just because you're from Kentucky. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know, I mean, come on. Okay. All right. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The mailman, the mailman was going to deliver the 3M, <laughs> right? So we go, it, it gets worse. Okay. It gets worse. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. But we had, we had JT pre-tournament 50 to one. Here we go. Right. So begins the saga of the weekend wager. We come into Saturday. He's second place, 54 holes, but he's five behind Lee Hodges. Now right. I'm thinking to myself, all right, what's the cash out on this? Because, you know, hundred bucks on 50 to one is pretty good. What's pretty the good. cash out going to be? Well, it's not valuable enough because Hodges has the five stroke lead. So I'm like, all right, well, there's all these fun betting markets that people don't really, if you dive into this stuff, you could have so much more fun than people give it credit for. So there's something called winner without. So when there's a situation like that, like Brian Harmon at the open, you go winner without Lee Hodges. And then you have the rest of the field. So whoever's in second essentially becomes the winner and there's a new odds board. Wow. So it keeps, so it keeps it interesting. So I'm all over my man, JT, Poston, that is, not Thomas. Right, right? okay. JT. So I get JT at at a good number for winner without Hodges. He just has to finish second. Now, Finau's there. There's other guys there. So for JT Poston to pull that off, this is a good thing, right? Yeah. So we're rolling through that. We start the 18th hole. We all know what it is. Par five, risk award, over water, all this stuff, right? Poston's got a three-shot lead on third place. All right. Yeah. Hits the ball, <laughs> edge of the fairway, downhill lie. He's going to go for it too. Now, I don't begrudge him for that. He's got to go. Right. The only way. He even the said way, that, by the way. He even said, I'd do it again. Hey, right? this is not This is not where the story goes sideways. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So he puts it in the water. It is what it is. Right. Next thing you know, I don't know what happens. The clown car pulls up. This, this like, you know, people running around the fairway. This guy's hockey pucking this thing around in Minnesota. And he makes triple. Yeah. Well, he had a three-shot lead on third place. Now he's tied all those guys. Bet. Over. Done. That's a bad beat. Oh, okay? my Lord. Right? So not only don't, don't I get JT, oh, I get him JT in second yeah. from the start of the week at 50 to 1, which pays me zero. Right. Right? Then the next thing, you know, the guy's tied with like eight other guys 
for, for now second place that we're in third <laughs> and that's over with right oh, so where do you want to go this week you want to go to greensboro oh, you want to go to women's scottish oh, open where do you want to mail me right now oh you know, my you, lord you want to talk pga tour schedule but just to let you know right this is this is fun and it's entertainment but it's not always right. It's 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 not always nine hundred two one zero. Okay, right? it's, yeah. it's not all it's not all fantasy land. That's a right? really it, good it, way to put it. Right. Yeah. It's it's reality sometimes. Yes. And, now uh, now here's the thing with you and what you do and why I always say you're the best at what you do because you are a PGA professional and you started at the beginning attacking wagering with golf in a different way than the other betting sites and all these people do because you know the game and you know the players that makes that's a whole different level but having said that with all the success you've had this is why I stopped wagering 30 years ago because guys did stuff like throw the ball in the wrong basket in a basketball game, and I lost by half a point. Wagering, it's – so I hope you take this the right way. I'm almost happy that it happened to you because it happens to the best of them is my point. That's my point. And you, my friend, are winning and doing all your stuff enough where I don't feel bad for you. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying I don't feel bad for you. I wish you had I wish JT Poston hadn't done that. But that's quite a story. And going to that hole, you this is what it is about wagering. You're feeling pretty good. He's got a three-shot lead. It's a par 5. Even if he hits it in the water, he's still he can make a bogey and he's still going to finish second. Unbelievable. What a game golf is, right? Hey, you know, I'm going to make you upset. I got six oh. wins in the last 13 weeks, so I'm not, you know, don't, don't, don't lose any sleep for me, Matt. Oh, yeah, and you're doing a lot better than most people do. That's my whole point. I mean, that's awesome. It's awesome. Maybe not what you want to do because you want everyone to be a winner, as you should, but you're yeah. still the best at what you do. All right, let's talk about for a minute – we got the Wyndham going on this weekend, and it's a normally, okay, it's the end of the year, and we got the FedEx playoffs coming up and all that stuff. There's meaning in this golf tournament this weekend that normally isn't there, and it involves some big names like our beloved JT here in Kentucky. I mean, we love this guy. We always have. What's happened with him is it's kind of shocking to us, even though we know to the best golfers it happens. But this is a big week for JT to try to get certain things accomplished this year. If JT doesn't make it to the playoffs, how can you put him on the Ryder Cup team? I, I I'm agree. not sure. I mean, I know you want to talk about Wyndham, but I mean, no, there's but, a lot of there, there's a lot of macro stuff going on here, right? You know, like right. it's it's there's there's a lot but you've got guys like Shane Lowry that that aren't I mean when that when the PGA tour so there were some unintended consequences I believe there's no I mean when you look at the the new schedule that came out and everything you know Mm -hmm. there's many days where we all believe in media that these guys are making this up as they go you know they're like hey what's that sign say behind me and then they're like yeah we'll use that for the next thing right right so when when they reacted to live in so many different ways the increased purses and all these things and then they wanted to cut back the FedEx Cup playoffs. Nobody thought about this at the time when they went from 125 to 70. Right. And right. now they're down to seven. Well, man, to get in that top 70, 
you got to have a really good year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's 55 guys. That's almost half of what the playoffs used to be. And we're eliminating those people. Right. And we're seeing right. it right now. I mean, case in point, there are two guys that have played in every single FedEx Cup. Right. The FedEx Cup playoffs started in 2007. There's right. two guys that have played in all of them. One is Matt Kuchar. And the other is Adam Scott. Wow. Right. Yeah. Adam Scott sits at what? 82. Yeah. And he's fighting his way to get in. Now he's, he was playing, he's, you know, he's playing well at the Wyndham, but like that's Adam Scott. Right. Right. You it know? shouldn't and even be a question. Unbelievable. I mean, the only question in my mind is why you were never his body double for anything. You know, I don't know what, uh, you must think I have pictures of you or something for the comments that you make. Seriously, nobody has ever mistaken me for Adam Scott. Let's just put it that way. Come on. Now. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the Wyndham, you know, and then, I mean, there's so much irony in golf right now. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it, the tour says, oh, we're going to let people back. And then Phil says, nobody wants to come. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just back and forth. And it's so entertaining for all of us to sit here and pontificate about. But at the end of the day, like, how about the fact that we talk about the rollback? We talk about lengthening golf courses. Mm-hmm. We talk about all of these things. And then your year is decided by this golf course that's designed by Donald Ross that they played like 40-something times out of 85-year history of the Greater Greensboro Open. Mm-hmm. You know, Sedgefield Country Club is a positional golf course. It doesn't favor length. It's Bermuda grass. It's got these crazy greens. You got to putt good. All of these things, these factors, it just it just absolutely makes me smile. <laughs> How interesting. Like at the end of the day, they're like, oh, we need to roll back the ball. We need to do this. We need to do that. No, you don't. All you need to do are play great golf courses. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find out the game is hard. And I mean, to me, I mean, that's the best part about all of this right. is that you got guys that like, like JT won a major a year ago. I mean, if you want to talk about Adam Scott, or Shane Lowry. Okay, it's been years since they won a major, right? So, so maybe there is a falling off of talent. But that's that's or skill set. That's right, fine. Right. JT JT won a major a year 14 ago. months ago. Right. Fifteen months ago, and the guy's not going to make it, you know, into the playoffs. I mean, that's incredible that yeah. that that level of decline. So, and then for him to have to go to this place, which most people just feel like is a throwaway event. I mean, this place was on life support. And now it's like the ICU for these people's careers. Yeah. You know, they're bringing people back to life or not. It, it's, it's, I, I think it's just a, it's a lot, a lot of fun this weekend. And the Wyndham is winning. And I think for somebody who's put a lot of money and support into the tour in a, in a tournament that really needed some help, mm-hmm. the unintended consequences of cutting off 55 guys from 125 to 70 is being felt. And it has been, has been felt for a couple of weeks now, but essentially the playoffs starts this started week? To this right. week right and and that's cool for them and I, and I think that that makes it a great event this is there's so many great points and everything you just said that this is laser focused on that golf course pretty much the whole golf world now because it's not just the FedEx Cup playoffs with all these guys but as you mentioned there are Ryder Cup implications here we got the Ryder Cup is oh my lord it's next month right yeah. i mean so it's the whole golfing world is now focused on that golf course this week before the FedEx Cup playoffs even start when you said i remember when we first heard that they were cutting it to 70 
I mean, I thought about it and I went, that's weird. And, and then we all moved on. And now, as you say, this is a big, 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 big deal to a lot of the, the biggest golfers in the world. It's incredible. And it's what you don't get in any other professional sport because they're all played either in an arena that's the same size or a football field that's the same size or a baseball diamond that basically is the – I mean, that's why golf is what it is because it has to do with the courses as you're talking about. Well, the courses and, and you know – the track of land that sits between your ears. I mean, you're talking about all of these. Not only uh-oh, arenas, uh-oh, that but track talking, of land. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, you're, you're talking about, you know, team sports. Yeah. Well, how about this as individual? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you and you. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. You might have a nutritionist and uh, and a mental coach and a, and a swing coach yeah. and all these things, but it's just you. Right. It's not even your caddy. It's just you. You have to survive on your own. Right. And to go to a place where if you look at the last 10 winners and you say to yourself, well, okay, how do I win at Wyndham? Like, how do I contend? Or if I am Adam Scott and I know I need to get in the top five or do these things, what am I looking at coming into the golf course? And why would I pick Adam over somebody else, right? Well, if you look at the last 10 winners, there's been a ton of volatility here because I think people are really pressured at the bottom of the barrel to play well. Mm -hmm. I mean, seven of the last 10 winners had odds over 50 to one to win. Wow. And, And five of them had odds over 101 to win. So you're talking about guys that are like really on the edge of the end of their year and they come in and they're like, boom, here we go. You know, everyone talks about Kevin Kisner a couple of years ago, but he was 55 to one to win. Right. Very rarely does somebody come here. that's a favorite and win. Right. Right. You have to look further down the board. And one of the reasons for that is that the two things you have to do well here is that you have to be great on approach. And that window is like 125 to 175 yards. Well, okay, the whole tour is great at that. Right. So that's not going to separate whether or not Matt wins or Keith wins. Right. Okay. Right. It's a re- it's a requirement for the week mm-hmm. to contend, but it's not going to separate you. But then you look at these Donald Ross greens, and if you've ever played a Donald Ross golf course, I right, have. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you do right afterwards? You drink. I was going you know, to say. To. I you start on like the fourth hole. Oh, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I mean, the bag is packed, yes. right? Just hit the zipper on the second tee and start <laughs> pulling out the cans hit or the bottles zipper. or whatever you hit got, right? Zipper. But, but here's the key to this, though, Matt. And this is what I love about this place is that at the 3M, it was not a putting contest. It was a ball striking contest. Keep it out of the ponds, all right? And then you're going to survive long enough. You get hot with the putter, and somebody like a Tony Finau, who's not known as a great putter, mm-hmm. will win there. Okay, great. Okay, Lee Hodges, the same thing. You know, great ball striker, got warm with the putter. It worked out. Right. So this week is the converse of that. You have got to be a great putter. Mm. Okay? Yes. Everyone on tour is a great wedge, nine iron, eight iron player. And that's what they're hitting into all of these greens this week. Uh, Wyndham or or Sedgefield Country Club is one of the top 10 most penal golf courses when you miss the fairway. Well, Bermuda grass rough is very unpredictable. Right. Okay. But hitting the fairway for them at 250 yards isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Again, that's another requirement to be on tour. So the putting is really what separates you. And if you look at the stats of these last 10 winners, you've got, I mean, it's the largest strokes gain category that separates the guy that won from second, third, fourth, fifth, 10th, 20th, whatever, wow. right? Yeah. Guys are ga- Guys are gaining on average six strokes against the field over that decade, right? See, so I mean, nine of them, 
night of a mat have gained over three and a half strokes against the field with the putter. So you have to putt well to play well here. So is Adam Scott a great putter? Well, he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, is J- is JT a great putter? Uh, you might want to open up like a sixth vice captain spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like I, I that's probably not his strength and right. it's probably not going to work out, you know? So right. th- that, that, that's the test this week. Yeah. And that's why, that's why, that's why JT Poston, we're talking about him again. He won in 2019 there because mm-hmm. he is a great putter. Right. All right. I, as always, when I talk to you, I wish we had more time. Uh, and I'll be talking to you really soon because these next couple of weeks are crucial as we oh, know. Yeah. And just listening to you for this whole segment is always eye-opening to me. You're so great at what you do. Uh, I just I'm, I feel blessed to know you and to have you on the show. So thanks, pal. Thank oh. you. I mean, uh, Matt, you are the best. <laughs> okay. Anytime, my okay. friend. Anytime. I'll take you, you up on it. See you. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back. All right. Now. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to start with Justin Tereshko. I, I, he's been on with me before. He's the best amateur golfer in the state of Kentucky, among many other things. Uh, he is also the head golf coach of our EKU Colonels. Uh, that's... That's my introduction of him because there are things I want to say to him. Hi, Coach. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little upset with you for a couple of oh, no. couple of reasons. Yeah. What What did I do this time? Well, I'll tell you what you did. So this weekend, out at one of my two favorite golf courses, Kearney Hill, uh, we have the. Kentucky State Am. Now, is this correct? I keep saying that Kentucky, I think, is one of the best states in the country in terms of amateur golf. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm glad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you're out at Kearney Hill. And you win the Kentucky State Am, the 109th playing, by the way, of this tournament. The first two days, and I'm getting texts from guys you played with at Transy and coaches from Transy. You shoot 65-65 at Kearney Hill. Is that correct? Um, At Persimmon Ridge, but yeah. Oh, at Persimmon. That was at Persimmon Ridge. Okay. All right. What happened the third day, coach? You're 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 upset that I didn't shoot another sixty-five. Yes, I am. I mean, I <laughs> I don't care by how many how many shots did you win this event by? Um, nine. Okay. Well, okay. Some people would go. Well, that's pretty good. Not me. Not me. <laughs> what the hell happened? You fell apart on the last day. What'd you shoot? Seventy. <laughs> 70. Yeah, so see, the, uh, see, I'm sorry. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> the, uh, have you have you ever played Persimmon Ridge? I have not. <laughs> the, some, some, people, 
some people don't like it because the greens can be a little goofy. There's a lot of bowls. And the first two days, they set the pins in the bowls. So if you hit a good shot, you had a good look at birdie. But the third round, they put them on top of the bowls. <laughs> so it was a lot <laughs> harder to get it close. It was a lot harder to get it close to the hole. But I, I was also just trying to. Uh, I was also just trying to win the golf tournament. Yeah, well. <laughs> so I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> I uh, wasn't really uh, focused on uh, going for the third yeah, straight sixty. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. By the way, I'm very angry with myself, and I don't actually ever admit this. I'll always blame somebody else when I make a mistake. I want you to know what I just did right before I started talking with you, and I know knew this about that the Kentucky State Amateur, the Kentucky Open, is what we had this weekend. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I, and I'm sitting here with Jimmy. We're doing uh, the show. And I pulled up uh, Coach Tereshko, and it comes up wins Kentucky State Amateur from June 15th, which was played at Kearney Hill. Correct. Okay, and that's why I said it was at Kearney Hill and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it uh, you won the Kentucky Open because you won the Kentucky State Amateur in June. And so I don't, I don't think I've ever admitted to this level of a mistake on my own show. <laughs> and I'm, hey, it, it, it's okay. It, uh, it, happen, it happens to the best of us. Okay. Well, if I if it's okay with you, then it'll be okay with me, and I'll try to pick my head up and continue talking to you. You did you did something that I think now I could be wrong about this too. Now I'm questioning everything. I'll just put it this way: less than five golfers have done what you did this weekend, and that's when the Kentucky State Amateur and the Kentucky Open. In the same year, is that correct? Please tell me yes. that's right. Yes, that is. I, I was the fourth oh. person to do it, but thank goodness, Jody Mudd, Jody Mudd did it back to back years, so it's been done five times, but by four different people. Okay, thank goodness. Holy cow! This is uh, <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm. I got to admit, I'm shaking. Uh, what an incredible accomplishment, Coach! What an incredible accomplishment! Now. I, I am going to say this, and I know you might have heard me say this before. I, this amateur stuff is just wrong. You're too good. And I am willing to give up my seat at the ESPN Sports Radio studio to caddy for you as we get on to the PGA Tour and start make, <laughs> making tons of money. I'm, I'm, I'd be willing to do that. You know, you know, if I was, you know, if that was something that that I wanted to do, <laughs> sure. You know what? You know, I think I think I might actually let you do it. <laughs> okay, but, but but that is not something I've never. At this point in my life, there's no, I there's know. no desire for me to be to be gone traveling, playing playing oh, golf yeah. for money and per- professionally. I've just I've seen too many people that were at the time were better than me. Yeah, you know, ten year, ten eight, ten twelve years ago that struggled to make it. And, yeah. you know, as soon as I see, as soon as you're playing golf as a job and for money instead of for fun, it yep. just seems to do weird things to people. And right now I still, I still play competitively cause I still enjoy it and, and have fun with it. And mm-hmm. I'll probably continue to keep doing 
I'll continue to keep playing competitively as long as I'm having fun. As soon as I stop having fun, that'll probably be the day that I hang it up and uh, hang up my golf bag. Amateur, amateur <laughs> playing career, yes. Uh, uh, this, is, this was so awesome. I texted you, I think, I, I can't remember if it was after you actually won or after the second 65 and said something. I called you actually, because I wanted to congratulate you. And you texted me and said, sorry, I missed your call, but you had, I think your son was asleep on you when I called. Yes, 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 yes. My, my young, my youngest daughter was asleep oh, on me. Oh, your daughter. So. Oh. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny because when I came home with the trophy, um, you know, both, I have a one and a two year old both right. girls and they, they just, I mean, Part of the reason why I think I was able to stay cool, calm, and collective is because, you know, I come home. It didn't matter if right. I won the tournament right. by nine or lost it by nine. The two of them had had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them had no clue. Although the two year old, the two year old tried to pick up the trophy and carry it around, and um, oh. the, 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 the 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 lid fell off. Of the yeah, trophy and I'm pretty sure that it was already bent before it happened, but. Um, Uh, Oh, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Actually, we're kind of kidding around about it, but there's a lot of talk on the PGA Tour now. For example, there was talk about Ricky Fowler and why he was playing so badly, and guys were saying, well, now he's married, he's got a young kid, this and that. You know, people kind of use it as an excuse for why pros uh, might be struggling a little bit. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And Ricky even said it. There are more important things than golf. He actually said. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I totally, I totally agree with him. Um, the, the, I, I, I got a song stuck in my head from my oldest right now. Her favorite movie is The Lion King Two. Which yeah. As good as the Lion King is, I'm just being honest. Lion King Two is terrible. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> say that. Is, That's all right. <laughs> but it is her favorite movie right now, and there was there, there's a song <laughs> that I was stuck in my head the entire week. And any time that I would get nervous or or you know think that I might be in trouble, I was I, I don't know why, but the song just kept popping into my head, and it would just calm me down, realizing that. <sighs> You know, it's it's not it's not the end of the world. I mean, you know, I know it sounds cliche with the perspective. No, it um, no. Nope. You have kids and stuff, but I I think there is something to it. Once you realize that golf is not the end all be all, right? You tend to you tend to be relaxed and and you tend to play better when you're relaxed. Right, and of course we know that in order to be successful on tour and to get to a certain place, you have to be like that. It has to be yeah. the biggest thing in your life, but. Certainly for the Kentucky Open and Kentucky State Am champion, uh, Lion King 2 songs are, to me, much more important. And I I totally understand that. All right, uh, before I let you go, let's talk for a minute. I just saw on Twitter, I won't call it X, I I won't, you know, I just won't do it. But, and then uh, I did some Googling too. We had uh, the fall schedule was released, right? Uh, I think yes. August thirty first is the first yes. first place you're going to play, and tell you apparently have a pretty good team. Is from what I'm reading 
Is that right? And don't just give me coach speak. Like, you know, I think we've been honest with each other. Uh, yeah. You got a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be bringing in six uh, six new guys along with seven returners, so we should have thirteen total, and and we should we should we should have a much better year than we did last year. And it, and it's nice to open the uh, it's nice to open our season up uh, hosting at our at a, the club that the school owns, the University Club at Arlington here in Richmond. Right. Um, and then of course everyone on the team, including myself, is very thrilled about our last tournament, which is I hope I'm saying this right. It's the Copalai Invitational, which is just outside of Honolulu. Get so what? we we will end the year we will end the year with a week long trip to the beautiful state of Hawaii. And of course, because you're such an important part of backspin golf now, I will be going on that trip with you to do shows from from Hawaii, correct? That that's that, that is A okay by me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, you know how I feel about you, Coach, and I am beyond uh, thrilled at what you've done. And it's just, it's an amazing feat. It really is because of how great amateur golf is in this state. And I can't wait to see you and and, um, talk to you again. You're a great one, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. See ya. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Uh, All right. Now, 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 now. I am going to discuss quietly and rationally and logically. All right. That ain't happening. Dan Hauser is about to join me. And this is... When, when we have the most fun is when we have things we can rant about together on Backspin Golf. And there will be ranting now as I speak with my buddy Dan Hauser, at Dan Hauser Golf, H-A-U-S-E-R. Uh, he's also Golf Unfiltered. He's a big shot over there now, at Golf Unfiltered. And on a serious note, the host of At My Addiction Help podcast, which bless you for doing the work with that the golf stuff is yeah great but that's really great stuff you do so hi dan hauser how's it going (laughs) it's going okay oh sean he took me literally he said did you hear how calm that was and measured yeah it was great it was good all right let's ramp it up hello friends since you know you can't see it but since i have the master's on hello friends you know oh nice little gymnance thrown in there too uh, as we usually do, Dan and I are zooming so we can speak with each other because he's down there in Florida and he's wearing a hat today that all I could see on the zoom call was skip it. And I didn't know what that meant. I asked him what it meant and he turned his head to the side and there is the yellow Augusta national masters logo. And of course, then it's the 16th hole on the, uh, Part three day at the Masters where they skip balls across the water. Nice hat. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. So a couple days ago, they it's leaked, apparently. That's crap. In quotes, air quotes, as Dan yeah. does. Uh, the 2024 schedule for this upcoming year in golf. 
And I will say this right off the top. It is the most convoluted. I, I ha- There really aren't strong enough words for what this is. I have tried. I have read all kinds of stuff now. I still don't have a bleeping clue what is going on here. So you're the expert, Mr. Golf Unfiltered. Can you explain this to me? I mean, I have it right in front of me. Let's start here, Dan. We all know they were called designated events last year. They're not designated anymore. There's a new word for them. Do you know what that word is? Signature event. Correct. The hell. Okay. Let's start. Well, then it gets better. It gets better. So so we got these signature (laughs) events, right? Yeah. Some signature events are going to have cuts. But they're only going to be, lim- but they're still going to be limited field events. Then you're going to have some signature events that are going to be limited field and no cuts. Right. Then yeah, you're well, going to have a, you're, then you're <laughs> going to have a tournament like the players, which is going to be considered a signature event. Yeah. There's going to be a cut, but it's still going to be a full field event. So all 120 guys. So it's like uh, what? What? some signature events are going to be right before major championships. Some oh. are going to be right after major championships. And the oh. way, best way I can describe this is. Nobody has a clue what is going on, including, most importantly, the people that are supposedly in charge of all this stuff. Yes. Well, therein lies the problem right away. And we've seen this coming because of all the live golf, Jay Monahan, all of it, and the players and what the players think and what they're saying. And some of the players don't care. But I have here a list of the signature events for 2024. And I'm going down the list, and it th- some of these changes, schedule changes, make absolutely no sense to me. And I know they're going to say, well, it has to do with TV, or it has to do... This is crap. For example, the Phoenix Open, one of the most popular events of the entire year on the PGA Tour. We all know that. That last year was a designated event. This year, it's not a signature event. So, it is now being played between two signature events, Pebble Beach and Riviera. So, that's that three-week stretch. So, you mentioned that really quick. You mentioned that really quick. So, down here, we can relate to that because the Honda Classic used to also be in that same light as the the Phoenix Open as far as, like, it was a – it was kind of one step down from the major events. Like Mm -hmm. everyone played it. It was a really, really fun event. And then when they did this elevated event thing, they smushed it in the middle of two elevated events, the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the players. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden noticed that that became an afterthought. Nobody Nobody played it anymore. Nobody played it. Honda said, we're not paying for this anymore. We're out. And now it's an afterthought event. So for anyone who says, oh, well, Phoenix is Phoenix and that will always be Phoenix. uh, Not necessarily because – the Honda, from the time when Tiger moved down here, the Honda was always a Honda until they smushed it in the middle of two uh, right. elevated events, and then it wasn't the Honda anymore. Right. So, so you'll you still know, good have, luck with that one. You'll still have people going to Phoenix, get drunk, and sit at the 16th hole and all that, but it is being played between Pebble and Riviera. It's not even just two events. It's Pebble and Riviera. That's number one. Now, explain this one to me, if you can. The Memorial, which is going to have a cut now, by the way, which we knew because it's Jack's tournament, like the Arnold Palmer will have a cut, like 
Tigers, have, they'll have cuts. Anyway, the memorial is now being played earlier than usual, and it's the week before the U.S. Open. Are you kidding me? Everybody is going to play in the memorial. They have to, the top players. They have to. It's Jack's tournament. I can't wait. I can't oh. wait for the first one of the big names to say, I'm not playing in the memorial this week. And the reason given is because I'm prepping for the U.S. Correct. Open. I cannot wait for this. Correct. Jack is going to lose his mind. Yeah. The golf world as a collective is going to lose their mind. Oh. And that player is just going to be like, what do you expect me to do about this? Oh. You know, it's just. This will be so good. And my money, my, but for the record, uh, side note. If, yeah. If I if I were a betting man, my 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 money for the first golfer to basically say I'm out on the memorial is probably going to be Rory because I feel like Rory is Rory goes to the beat of his own. Rory was the first one to get fined for not showing up at an elevated event this right. past season. Right. Rory does not care anymore. Ever since this whole Rory has made it known, I do not care about anything anymore other than myself and playing. So right. if, if I had to take a, a bet, I would say Rory is probably going to be the first one to blow off the memorial for the U.S. Open. That's actually really interesting. And we only have about seven months or eight months until it <laughs> happens. So we'll have more time to talk about it. And it may this. not even necessarily happen in 2024. I'm just saying I think that he'll be the first big name, right. whether it's next year or three years from now to basically say right i'm skipping the memorial this year guys because the u.s opens next week you know what it just happened a shiver went down my spine when you said it may not be next year maybe the year after that maybe even next year we have no idea what the golf landscape is going to look like and it will not look anything (laughs) like what it it has looked like for all of our lives it's already way different for all we know, the week before the uh, the U.S. Open in 2027, it'll be Live Cedar Rapids or something. You, who, who there knows? you go. With guys from the PGA Tour playing yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, right. Because exactly. it'll be the PGA <laughs> Live Tour or the, oh, yeah, right. again, shivers down my spine. Speaking of Live, you, you said this yesterday to me, and it's something that I didn't even think of. I saw on Twitter, which I refuse to call it X, just so you know. I saw on Twitter... Uh, that Brooks Kepka and his lovely wife just welcomed a new addition to their family. And the sweetest picture of her holding the baby and Brooks leaned over kissing the baby. It was, I'm a sap, as you know, and it really, it got to me. It's like, good for him. Good. This is great. And then you texted me something which put it all into perspective for those of us that feel the way we do about Oh, there's there is something else I have to remember to say it to you. Sean, remind me. It's about Live Golf, and uh, I already forgot. Oh, the broadcasting of Live Golf. Anyway, uh, Dan, so you said, I learned last night that there's a Live event in Chicago the week before the Ryder Cup, which is in September. It's not that far away. Explain to the people listening why this is significant in terms of Brooks. Well, we're going to assume that Brooks is going to take his rightful place on the Ryder Cup he team. He will be on the Ryder Cup yeah. team. I yes. mean, we're, we're going to assume so. We're going to assume that we're going to, for, for all intents and purposes, we're going to assume that the PGA of America is not going to make any live-related changes. Well, the last they, they so won't be assume. able to because yeah. he is points qualified. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're going to assume that, right. that he chooses to go and then nothing else happens and right. whatnot. Right. In theory now, yeah. you're going to have a situation where Captain Zach Johnson is going to fly to Rome with his entire team, but guess who's not going to be on and, that And plane? we should say 
they usually go at least a week before. Well, especially in a case like that, because you got to you got to adjust to the time, time difference. That's and right. The, yeah. The, and you got so guess who's not going to be on that plane where when they fly over to Rome? Who? Brooks Kepka, because he's going to be playing in Live Golf Chicago the week oh. before. So in theory, in theory, that means he will have to on that Monday of the Ryder Cup fly from Chicago or Miami or New York or wherever you know wherever he goes after the Chicago event to Rome. Right. Three days, three and a half days, basically, before the start of the Ryder Cup. And he won't, because he has to play. And get acclimated to everything. Right. He has to play in this event in Chicago. Right. Well, you would, you would assume so. I mean, if he if he's playing this week after a week after having a, a, a baby who unfortunately came, well, unfortunately, but also fortunately, because the baby seems to be healthy, healthy. came very early. Right. And yeah. everyone's everyone's been lauding him and talking. Oh, we'll see how much Brooks Kepka cares about golf in the Live Tour. He just had a kid and he's there a week. No, he's there because he is contractually required right. by law, essentially through this contract to live to be at the event this week. Right. I, I bet you, if you put him in a room oh, and, yeah. and gave him some truth serum, he'd say, "I don't want. Why am That's I?" That's the last and thing the, he wants. And not only that, but he's after this week, they then go next week to Bedminster. So it's not even like he plays for oh. a week and then gets to go back home. He's got to go. Uh, he'll go home for a few days, and then he's got to go up to New Jersey, play, and then they'll get the month off until he goes Chicago and then the Ryder Cup. But it's just like, uh, I, I understand. And listen, and listen, listen, I don't know him. I'm not him. Everyone handles life differently, right. whether it's birth, right. death, anything in between. So maybe, you know, maybe he did want to play this week. I, I don't know. It's just, it seems interesting to me that everyone's reaction is, oh, look how much Brooks cares about living golf. Well, do we know that, or is it more? Or is he contractually of, he's, he's obligated? Physically able to play, right? So therefore, he's required to be there to play. And the most interesting point before I let you go that you said was when this all started, the whole thing was with guys going to live. We spend more time with our families, all of that. So and look at that now. So you got you got happens. Patrick Reed, Mister. I want to spend uh, more time with my family. The, what? Who? No. No. The, the cheater. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Playing over in Asia and Malaysia and all these. Oh, great. Yeah. Spend a whole lot of your time when you're on the other side of the world. You know, these guys want to spend more time with their families unless it's the week of a contractually obligated live requirement. Right. And then it's, you know, peace out family. Right. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Uh, we're out of time. I, as always happens with us. I'll talk to you again <laughs> very soon, though, as yeah. you know. Thanks a million, man. Goodbye, friends. Oh, see, <laughs> goodbye, Jim. <laughs> All right. That was something. I'm exhausted just from ranting with Dan. That should be the name of a show, Ranting with Dan. Thanks to Keith Stewart and Justin Tereshko uh, for joining me. And I've just had a great time, as I always do. Thanks to our incredible partners, on Backspin, Commonwealth Credit Union, French Lick Resort, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, Gearheads of Nicholasville, Georgetown Advantage Air, Lexington Parks and Rec, of course, for our great golf courses, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, Wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. We'll be back next week. Boy, we're just getting warmed up. FedEx Cup playoffs, and then we got the Ryder Cup. It's all here on Backspin Golf. Have a great rest of your Sunday. It's ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.